Hello everyone, Editing Brad here, just giving you a little bit of an update as to why my audio still sounds kind of wonky, I guess, question mark. Um, I'm still getting used to the new setup and the new office, so I apologize if it sounds like I was overloading my, my mic a little bit. I promise I'll have that fixed for next week's episode. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hello! Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am your host, Blue, with my fantabulous co-host... What's my name again? Brad. <laughs> uh, d- Come on, know? I finally got the intro right. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we got the intro right. <laughs> I got the intro right. Now you have to remember your name. Like, that's not the hard part. Uh, it's been a day. It's been a day. <laughs> Oh, the last hour and a half of work kicked my ass today. So, oh, that, um, that sounds fun. So, yeah, it's been a day. Uh-huh, it's been great. It's just had a great day. Uh-huh. But, yeah, it, it's definitely, I can't complain. It's been a good day. I've got some stuff done. Nice. Um, let's see here. I got a new phone today. Ooh, what'd you get? So, I got the new iPhone SE. Ah, an because iPhone kind of guy. I've I've had Android, I've had Samsung, and I've had iPhone, and me personally, I prefer iPhone, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just my preference. I used to have an iPhone. I had um, the iPhone 5S from about the age of 15 to, like, a year ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> you held on to that It was a good phone. It was a good phone. It was the, the first one that they had before they started... Um, it was, like, the last one of the series before they started changing things to where, like, the they broke really easily. Mm-hmm. So it was solid. It lasted me a long time. The only reason why I actually ended up changing it was because the camera started going. And um, I've been planning to do um, uh, live streams, like, out and about. Mm-hmm. And I've been planning on this Jap- uh, Japan trip for such a long time um, that I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be streaming, like, in Japan, so I need a, a solid phone that I can stream from. Um, so I went to go get one with that in mind, and I have the Galaxy S10 now, and I actually really love it. Um, huh. mm-hmm. I I had all Apple electronics before I got my current PC, so I had MacBook Pro, um, iPad Mini, and uh, my phone. And they mm-hmm. were all old, like I got them all old. My, my uh, laptop I actually managed to get some money off of because um, I bought it in conjunction with the company that I was working for at the time. So I was like, yes, I can get like money off my laptop, um, which was sick. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was when I was um, working for an international modeling agency photoshopping their pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I worked with them and, and uh, uh, got the laptop for that specific purpose. Um and uh well they gave me I don't know how it and eventually worked out, but yeah. Um it was um it was a good purchase and I really do like my laptop, but since I've then I've now gotten like more like Android devices and, and things that aren't all because it made sense to have all Apple products because they all interacted with each other. Mm-hmm. Um and that was before like Android products really interacted with each other. Like they didn't have that level of communication with their products, you know? Yeah. Um, and, but now, like, they do pretty much the same as Apple products. 
Um, so it makes sense to just, if I'm going to go that way with my PC and everything else, then I'm going to go that way with my phone too. So yeah, that's my phone. <laughs> Long-winded story of my phone. <laughs> the backstory of my phone. But yeah, it, it makes complete and total sense. And that's <clears throat> part of the reason why I've considered getting a Mac as well, just so I can mm-hmm. maybe do art streams in the future. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to happen. I don't. I don't like people seeing my stuff until it's finished or at least at a point to where I'm content enough to show it off. That's the fun uh, thing about art streams, though, is it, if you do them as like a not a tutorial, casual art stream, um, especially if you do things that are outside of your comfort zone and you make it very well known, like this is my comfort zone in art. This is somewhere that I'm not comfortable with. I think that makes it more fun because... Um, like you're trying something new you're like you're putting it out there that you don't know what you're doing and because of that you kind of have this leeway of error <laughs> you know like no one's expecting you to be a perfect artist if it's your first time trying that medium um so maybe you should try out streams but do something that isn't your current style yeah but also i think you know me well enough at this point to know that i wouldn't take it seriously no like that's my that's streaming true. style like it you and I mean, it, it. It, <laughs> you're not wrong, <laughs> which by the way, I'm waiting on a drawful stream because I think that would be hilarious. That would be, that would be, but yeah, it's one of those things to where it's like, and it even comes across on the podcast as well. Like I do take this seriously, but at the same time, I do like to joke and have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. And it's even worse on my streams. Like, if I can't make fun of it, it's like I almost don't want to play it or don't want to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's like, it's, I'm literally there just to have a good time. Like, I just enjoy streaming and gaming. So yeah. I'm not going to, like, take it way too seriously or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm I'm the same as you, but instead of, like, joking about and having, like, jokes about it, I tend to be more of the, let's just dial it down to, like, chill. <laughs> And and we're just all going to fall asleep during this stream. That's the goal. If I can send you to sleep, it's a good stream. And that's the thing. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've passed out during your streams. (laughs) Like, it's bad. And, I mean, that's nothing against you. Like, you are a Mm -hmm. phenomenal streamer. And really, like, you are my favorite streamer, hands down. Like, I prefer you over me at this point. Let's just just be real for a minute. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I... Like, I really do enjoy your streams, but your voice as well, like, it's just soothing and amazing. And, yeah, we'll put you to sleep. Aww. So, my fabulous yeah, my... co-host, you can find her on Twitch, Monday through Saturday, Aww. minus Wednesdays, at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender with an A, That's not an E. Sneaky plug. Sneaky plug. Just slip that in there. Slide it that in there. Real you got sweet. it. That's what I'm here for. I can do it. <laughs> it's funny, because my brother and I are um, we're black and white. Um, in the sense that, like, on stream, because we're both streamers, on stream, I am very relaxing, calming. My goal is to just wind everybody down after their day, you know, de-stress, have a conversation. We quite often get into some serious subjects on stream, which is interesting, considering that's, like, what I normally try to avoid and just keep it lighthearted and happy. But for some reason, people, I guess it's because they're, they're things that are plaguing on their mind, so then we can, like, discuss it and and have a fair conversation about it. It's always very, very interesting. It is. Like, to put it in perspective, there have been times where Blue and I have been chatting after streams at night. She'd be like, you know what? Like, we don't need to bring up, like, this topic anymore. Like, we need to just keep it chill. And I'm like, you got it, boss. I'm on it. 
as soon as the next dream starts, just goes right into it, just dives yep. straight into it. I'm just like, yep. you know, why do I even try? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, but it's great though because it does feel very cathartic, mm-hmm. um, in the sense that like I don't think anyone gets. I hope no one gets um, like a hyper focusing on the subjects that we're talking about. It should just be a release, um, get things off your chest, kind of thing. But my brother is the complete opposite. Like you can hear when my brother is streaming from any room in the house. Like no matter what room you're in, you can hear him when he's streaming. You can hear every word. Actually, not necessarily every word, but pretty much every word. Because on my Twitter, uh, shameless plug at Blue Lavender STM, um, <laughs> with an uh, A, not an I, e. <laughs> I sometimes post quotes of things that I think I hear through the vents because he's so loud. He's so animated. He's so like extra when he's streaming and he's got foam on like every wall and ceiling of his room to try and cancel out some of that sound. But it doesn't matter. Like when he's in his office and he is streaming, he, you can hear it throughout the entire building. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's very amusing to me. I've always found that very funny how like my streams are just like chill and calm and his are like out there, but in public with the complete opposite way around. Like, um, if we're meeting somebody new, I'm probably a lot more um, extroverted than he is, and he's more introverted. Still very solid and talk to like talkable and like out there, but like not as um, intense as I am. Um, mm. And so I think like in streaming, if you flip it, like we're we're flipped. We're always either one or the other. And it's weird because I used to be a lot more reserved and stuff with my streams, mm-hmm. but it's like been here in the past year or so. Like I finally like found who I am like both as a streamer and as an <clears throat> as an individual mm-hmm. and not don't mean to be sappy here but a lot of that is due to you and your community <laughs> so that's had a lot to do with it but also it's just like figuring out what I want to do and where I want to be has had a lot to do with it as well and also I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with who I am now yeah. I'm not 100% happy with where I'm at like there's still a lot more room to grow I don't think anyone should be happy. Like, I don't think anyone should be completely content with who they are as a person. Because if you're 100%, there is, like, nothing to work on, then I think you go into that line of vanity and masking things. Nobody's perfect, and you have to be aware of those things that you're not perfect about to be able to work on improving them. So I think it's a very healthy attitude to think, I'm happy with where I am, but this is where I want to be. Agreed. And... I mean, like, this has been the be- the best version of me to date. Mm. Like, due to, like, spending as much time as I have with my cousin and his wife and their circle of friends, mm. I've gotten reacquainted with some acquaintances from high school. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to one of them about it the other day. <clears throat> and because we got to talking about it, and she was like, you're not who I thought you were in high school. And I was like, that's the thing. I'm not Mm -hmm. like if people had or to those that knew me during high school that weren't like in my close circle of friends, you don't even know who I am anymore because I do think this is the best version of me there's ever been, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot more to go. And that's translated into my streaming life and just my life outside of streaming as well. Like I'm a lot more extroverted. I'm a lot more like, willing to be the life of the party instead of being mm-hmm. the person in the corner. Like, mm-hmm. I don't go just straight all out, but I'm, like, I've been that person, so I don't want anybody else to be that person. Yeah. Like, if I can, like, I want to make sure that everybody's included and in having a good time. Because yeah. it's, 
I don't know. I like the side of the veil a lot more than <laughs> being the person sitting in the corner. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I definitely um can understand that. Uh yeah, it's it's a really interesting thing when you go through when you meet people from your past. Um like I met I met a person that I went to high school with um about a year ago maybe and I left high school at 16, so I didn't graduate with them. Like I I didn't finish with that circle. So I kind of was I I was the first I was the first dropout of my year. Um, so like there were a couple more after me, but I was the first, um, I was very young to drop out. I was like just turned 16. Um, and, uh, uh, I met someone from that circle and they just seemed really frozen in their life. Like they seemed like when I had left at 16, I'd hit pause on them and then gone off and done my own thing. Because by that point, you know, when I was 16, I then joined the modeling agency. I then traveled internationally. I then, you know, had this whole career that I then left that I then started up a new career. And like, I've done all these things because I left that much earlier. Mm -hmm. So, and and I had those fantastic opportunities. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand that that's that's not something that everybody gets. Um, I was very, very fortunate in those those opportunities that I was given. but because of that, it accelerated my path to where I am now. Um, whereas for them, they obviously had to finish school and they had to go through other things. But it was very strange to go back and see that person again and interact with them and meet them. And they were the same person in the same situation with the same circumstances surrounding them. And it it was odd. It was really odd to just feel like I, I just pressed play on them again after three, four years, you know? Mm. It was a strange thing. Strange thing. It is. It is. Especially whenever you've seen, like, as much growth as you have with yourself and then seeing people that mm-hmm. you've known for so long and they're still who they were then. It's just like... Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because there's nothing well, wrong that. with it. Like, if you're, like, no. if you haven't hit that point of growth, then that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody finds yeah. it like at their own thing, but it's like, Mm -hmm. it's odd seeing how much I've changed and then seeing people who haven't or that I've known forever. And especially people that have been like, there have been some people that I've been surrounded by, even with my own family that Mm -hmm. for the like past decade or so, like have just stayed stuck. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. like you'll figure it out eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I definitely think that what happened when I was in high school changed my outlook on life, like me leaving school at at 16, me traveling, going things like, like doing everything that I managed to do. Um, it definitely, like, it, it changed my outlook. I feel like I learned way more in, in those couple of years of doing that than I ever did um, from being in school. I don't know. I feel like for me personally, life experience isn't going into a classroom for me personally what makes me grow what makes me learn what makes me able to interact with people and 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 see myself as a better person is stepping outside of my comfort zone in ways of like physically stepping outside of my comfort zone going to a place where I've never been before going to a place where I've been before but going on my own this time um like watching things that I find interesting right in the spur of the moment like you know or you know uh looking in a newspaper or something and you see an article about oh this circumstance is cool and then just going and doing it you know like those Mm. kinds of things have changed me way more as a person than being in school and I think 
like the reason why I figured that out was most likely because of the fact that I emigrated at age 10. And I learned more in that two years of immigration and family circumstance than I ever did throughout school. And then I did afterwards in the like five years that I was then back in school in the system again. And I realized looking back that those that time of emigration was way more significant in my life than anything that I'd done since then. And what I had done since then felt irrelevant to me. It felt unimportant and it felt frustrating that it wasn't important and it felt like I was wasting time. Um, and that is totally not a healthy way to look at school. And like, school's very good for you. Stay in school, kids. Um, but for me, it just wasn't it wasn't what I needed. It wasn't who I was. I, I I didn't learn that way. I didn't learn efficiently that way. And I mean, it may have a huge thing to do with the fact that I do have ADD and I wasn't diagnosed with ADD until after I'd already left school. Mm. So I did find classrooms very hard to deal with because I wanted to go and like look at the next thing and look at the next thing and, and go back to that first thing that we were looking at and then jump over here and jump over there. And I couldn't. You had to go by such a regimented structure that it became, first of all, it was boring, then it was frustrating, then it was upsetting, and it just became like a downhill spiral of mental health because it, I wasn't getting it, I wasn't under, like I wasn't interested in it, I was just not happy. Um, but since then, I, I feel like I've done a, a lot better for myself and I just don't think that the education, it, like academic education isn't the way for me to learn and progress as a person. And I agree with you on that. Like for me, I was always bored in school and I feel like mm -hmm. that, and not only that, but during school, like I was very lazy. Like if I couldn't get my homework done in class, then I wouldn't do it. Whenever I was at home, I wanted to focus on things that I wanted to do and mm -hmm. get all that stuff done. So it was like, I don't know, like looking back on it, I could have applied myself a lot more in school, but... Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't regret any of the decisions that I ever made or any of the classes that I failed due to what I've done because every one of those decisions led me to where I'm at right now. So mm -hmm. it's like I can't like I can't go back and change that, but I just I don't know, there's part of me that wishes I had taken my work ethic that I have right now and actually applied myself. But mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly in that like for me, like it just the way it's regimented and like set up and how instead of teaching you how to deal with problems, they teach you how to take tests mm -hmm. now. And yet I can't tell you when the last time I had to take a test in life. Mm -hmm. Driver's <laughs> like, license. But I was in school whenever I got my driver's That's true. license. Okay. My <laughs> last test was my Canadian citizenship test. Oh. Yeah. That was my last test. You know, my brain blanked because I, I felt the urge to give you shit about something because I felt like we had talked about it in the last podcast recording about something with your citizenship, but then my brain died. <laughs> brain died? Who needs brains? We don't need brains. How did we even get on this subject anyways? I don't know. <laughs> like, we <laughs> jumped down a giant rabbit hole this Yeah, time. we we skipped the how are you today thing and went straight to the education system. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Yeah, so, how are you? How's your day been? How's your week been? It's been, what, four days since we last talked? You know, voice to voice, not on stream or anything like that? Yeah, I was going to say, we talk every day because of streaming and stuff, but, um, yeah, no, I've been good. I, uh, 
left <laughs> watching this to the last minute, um, which is actually kind of good because it's very fresh in my memory. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I've just been crazy busy. I've um, been working on the website um, a lot. It's very, very nearly completely done. I know I said last week that it was done, but then it turned out that it wasn't done because we are picky. Um, <laughs> yes, very picky. Um, but the it's looking fantastic. We've got a proper About Us section now. Um, which looks great. So you got pictures of Brad and I. So if you don't watch our streams and you don't know what we look like, you can go on over to the website and see. And we do have a new URL as well. So you don't need the pod bean in the URL anymore. You can just type www.bnbanime.com and it'll take you right there. How nice does that sound? That is very nice. But also, right? did we get it fixed where you don't even need the WWW anymore? I'm not sure if we do have it fixed yet or not. So better be Hold safe up. than sorry. If the I'll website doesn't show up. I'll give you an answer up. on that really quick. Okay. Um, but yeah, Live it's just <laughs> it's just bnbanime.com. Um, yeah, I, sometimes it sounds like we say B and B, but that's the whole point. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, Brad yeah. and Blue, not... I don't even know. Uh, yeah. We're not a... <laughs> we're not a airbnb i don't know no <laughs> i jumped on a rabbit hole however He's, yes yeah. i can confirm you don't need the www but if you want to be original with the interwebs then keep the www http colon slash there's two slashes don't forget to check it slash but yeah, you can just go to bnbanime.com and it'll take you take you straight to our website, which is super exciting. Yeah, and there the also is like download looks... links and stuff for the podcast and stuff there. So if you uh, uh, are not a Spotify or anything kind of listener, you can go straight on there and, and, and just download them straight from the site, which is super cool. But it's also got, yeah, about our sections. It's got more about the artwork. If you're interested in our logo, it's got more about that. It's also got about our personal artwork. Um, yeah, it's it's... Uh, going to eventually have links to um, voice acting stuff and more detailed artwork stuff um, and other fun projects that we're doing, as well as links to friends of the podcast um, and, uh, yeah, podcast buddies, um, because we have a couple of friends that run their own podcasts and one that is launching a podcast um, in October, which is super exciting. Um, And so, yeah, all all of the links to them and stuff will eventually be on the website, which is super exciting, but enough with the random promo that I'm just shoving in there so you guys have to listen because it's in the middle of the podcast. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I've had a pretty good day. Um, I uh, have been trying to get my artwork sorted onto, like, the website that I'm trying to figure out for who to promote it with. Um, Because for those of you guys who do not know my artwork, um, I am a realism sketch artist. Um, And, yeah, I do wildlife um and normally just wildlife sometimes people sometimes portraits um uh, that kind of thing but just with like pencils and yeah it's realism um and i've been trying to figure out what i wanted to do with my artwork because a lot of people are saying oh you should do prints you should do commissions um but my artwork is very much of like a therapeutic thing for me it's very anti-anxiety very chill um and so i didn't really know what i wanted to do with it that would keep it chill and wouldn't then turn it into a business that then makes it stressful um but I have figured out that I think I want to I'm pretty sure I'm like 99.9% sure that I want to turn it into stationary so like on the covers of journals and um for like letter writing thing cards that kind of stuff 
Um, because I think that'd be a good way to show my art, but also make it practical for the people that are purchasing it and um, uh, also not like stress me out because I don't have to have a million different designs. I can just have the ones that I, I like and then have them um, yeah, on different things, which is the goal. So yeah, I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of that and get that all set up. But what about you, Brad? What have you been doing recently? So anime, anime, more anime. <laughs> I ran my first stream since moving on Sunday because I needed some therapy after spending way longer than I needed to editing the past episode of this. Yeah, do you want to talk about what happened with the past episode of the podcast, or, or should we just leave that a mystery? Um, so, during the process of moving, your boy was an idiot. So, the way Audacity has worked since I built this PC, or at least the way it has worked for me, it's not at any fault to the software. It's all user error. Your boy's big dumb. I will admit it. I'm a fucking idiot. Let's move on. Anyway, so whenever I moved and I replugged everything, got everything situated, got everything set up, the pull on the audio for Audacity which is usually set to my Yeti. It's what you're hearing it on right now. It what it's, it's what makes these dorsal tones sound absolutely wonderful. I'm just mm. kidding. Anyway. Swoon over Brad's voice, guys. Swoon. Yes, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> but so it set it to my webcam that I use whenever I stream. No. And I didn't know that it did that until afterwards. And let me tell you, I haven't felt like that big of an idiot in a long time. It's totally normal for things like that to happen, though. Like, it's happened to me so many times on stream. And it was just, it was one of those things to where I don't know how I missed it. I don't know how it happened. Although I can guarantee you it will never happen again because, yeah, I will double, triple, and quadruple check that every time I load up Audacity from now on. Because, my goodness. I can't promise that it won't happen from me, though, because uh, I am also big dumb and has happened to me before on stream. Uh, will probably still happen again, because do I check things? I think I do, and but I don't actually. <laughs> That's what we do. We don't check. We just jump. We don't check. We just jump right into it. Also, one more thing I will say, though. We're mm-hmm. going to have to hold off a little bit on our shokugeki that we keep saying we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Because your boy big fucked up dinner tonight. <laughs> Oh. So, my homemade hibachi that I sent you a picture of. Yeah. Not as good as it looked. No, what happened? So, I tried to make some teriyaki noodles. However, they, for one, they weren't my usual brand of uh, organic noodles that I Mm -hmm. use. These were whatever you can get at Publix. They were buckwheat noodles. And I've never cooked with those before. So I didn't realize that they soak up water and become very, very slimy. Yes. And not only when do they do that, but they stick together. So, yeah, those turned out terrible. The fried rice, the eggs didn't scramble properly because I wasn't able to make the rice in a timely fashion because, you know, podcast has to be recorded. (laughs) So the rice, instead of making it in a rice cooker, which is how I would have preferred, ended up having to do it in a pot. And so it became very mushy. And so whenever it cooked, the egg, instead of scrambling like it was supposed to, stuck to the rice. So my fried rice was very creamy instead of 
sticky and vegetable-y and delicious. <laughs> but the teriyaki chicken, though, let me tell you, that was top-notch. Chef Senpai gives it a 10 out of 10 on the deliciousness scale. That gets a passing grade. Everything else, F. <laughs> Everything else, F. It does not deserve to exist. No, it doesn't. Like, to the farmers and everyone who put the work into making those, I sincerely apologize. Like, you have my sincerest apologies to the ingredients. You have my deepest condolences. Oh, that happened to you me You shouldn't have been wasted. Oh, really? Yeah, no, um, I, okay, so for those who don't know, I'm a vegetarian, so I have a hard time finding protein, um, to include in my diet, because, like, I do eat nuts and beans and things like that as well to increase protein, but, um, I was wanting to find a supplement to, like, aid in that, um, make it easier, um, and so, um, my mom, who's also a vegetarian, um, decided that she was going to pick up, pick up some, protein powder we've never had protein powder before we're not we're not a protein powder kind of family um and so we were like okay well you know how how do we do this you put it in a drink and drink it all up i guess um and uh and it was one that it seemed like a very simple flavor it was just vanilla it was you know uh we were like okay well this will be a good base we can put it into like a smoothie or something make it really um flavorful so that you can't really taste the protein powder and and go from there like smoothies have a lot of flavor um and so i do that i read the the instructions on it and i put in the amount that it says for one serving despite the fact that i was making two one for myself one for my mom but i was like we don't know what it's like so we'll start off small and work our way up so i put the amount for one serving um and made a whole smoothie and it was so bad it was like it tasted like (laughs) like the texture was just grains like, I don't know how it went from smoothie texture to just sand. Like, I don't understand how protein powder <laughs> tastes like sand. Like, how does that happen? And it tasted like chalk. Like, I just licked the white cliffs, at the cliffs of Dover or something. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't get it. Like, there was orange juice in there. There was um, uh, frozen berries in there. I put a whole banana in there. There was a freaking, like, so much really flavorful stuff. And yet all I could <laughs> smell and taste was just chalky vanilla, like artificial vanilla. It was, <laughs> it was unbelievably bad. Like, both my mom and I took one sip and we were like, that is disgusting. Well, I took a sip first and I was like, that's disgusting. And my mom was like, let me t- taste. And I'm like, you don't want to. Trust me, you don't. That's, it's foul. And she tried it and she's like, this is gross. And I was like, why did you drink it then? I told you it was gross. But yeah, we had to like eat food to get that horrible flavor out of my mouth. It was so bad. So now we have like a tub of protein powder because you can't buy like samples. You have to get like a tub. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but luckily we managed to find a fairly small one because we were just trying it out. But now we got this tub of protein powder that we're never going to touch with a 10-foot pole because, my God, it's gross. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Like, how do, like, bodybuilders and stuff consume protein powder? Because I've, I've tried protein bars before, and they're also gross. Like, how do you... How? So, I have been looking into fasting here lately and doing intermittent fasting and potentially right. alternate day fasting to try to help aid in weight loss. Mm-hmm. And so I've run across a meal replacement protein or something that will aid in breaking my fast properly instead of, right. you know, mixing carbs and everything else and that potentially causing more harm than good. Right. And so I have tried this protein. And let me tell you, the only way to get it down is to just chug it. 
It's not good, fam. So what's with all of these commercials of, like, really attractive people telling you that this is good protein powder, it tastes nice, like they're all just lying? It It is lies, because I have never had a protein powder taste good. Now, the pre-workout and the aminos that I'll take whenever I'm actually working out properly, mm -hmm. those are fantastic. Like, those have legitimate flavors, especially the uh, brand that I'm taking now of pre-workout. They mm -hmm. have a sour gummy worm flavor. And let mm -hmm. me tell you, fam, they taste just like sour gummy worms. Like, it doesn't nice. have that, like, shitty, chalky aftertaste. No, just delicious. Like, if it didn't feel nice. like I was taking crack, Every time I took pre-workout, I would drink that stuff on the regular. But pre-workout is not good for everyday things. You either go work out when you take it, or it's not a fun time. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, no, I, I, cause like, uh, my, my best friend's dad is a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. Was in his prime. I don't know if he still classifies himself as a bodybuilder, but yeah, he's still a real big dude. Um, and so they kind of grew up taking it like protein powder and all that kinds of stuff and so occasionally when i was like over at their house or whatever um i'd have like cliff bars or you know other kinds of like protein bars and they're like oh this one tastes like chocolate it's so good i always tasted gross i've never had a nice one um and then you see all of these commercials like because i follow quite a lot of sports people i'm quite athletic in my personal life i really enjoy sports but i've never been to the level of needing to take supplements or anything like that um and uh and but i follow a lot of people on online i follow a lot of gymnasts i follow a lot of snowboarders i follow a lot of uh, figure skaters and and that kind of stuff rock climbers um and they're always like going on about like they'll get sponsored by these people and they're like it's genuinely delicious like i've never had one that tasted this good and they always say that they say all of the other brands taste so bad but this brand tastes so good and i'm just it's just every i know no, they all taste like mud. Why would you eat it? Yeah, they are. They are big liars. 100%. Yeah. I have never had a protein that I legitimately enjoy. No. No, because, like, I'm okay if you say it tastes gross because it's a medicine. Like, it is there for you to get better, to get, you know, the protein that you need to be able to build muscle, to be able to lose weight, to be able... Like, if they say, this is the reason why it tastes like this... I'm fine with it. Don't try and say that it tastes good and try and make me believe that it tastes good when it don't taste good. Like, <laughs> tell me the truth. Say it's not going to taste good, but get it down quick because it's good for you. Then I'm like, okay, fine. You know? But Blue, if you if you did that, though, then why would why would you ever buy it? Like, it's protein powder. So why? Why? <laughs> why? So why? Yeah, it's like, look, here's this product. We want you to try it, but we're going to blatantly tell you, hey, this tastes like shit. <laughs> hey, it worked for Buckley's. It works for Buckley's. What? Buckley's, the cough syrup. It tastes awful and it works. That's their slogan. Uh, like, you can't see my <laughs> face, but my, my head is like big tilted right now. Um, yeah, uh, there's a cough syrup brand, uh, um, like a, a throat lozenge, like, um, like tunes or, um, uh, uh, Ricola, 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 that one, like the cough syrups. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. There's Buckley's, a brand called Buckley's, and their slogan is, it tastes awful and it works. Yeah, the reason but... why I, re the reason why I remember their slogan is because it's grammatically infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to explain this. Okay, so their slogan, it tastes awful, period, capital A, and it works. First of all, 
<laughs> Shouldn't it be but? It tastes awful, but it works. Why are you saying and? Because that either makes it tasting awful a positive or it working a negative. So that's that. Second of all, why a period and a capital? Surely it should be a comma. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, my... It's so infuriating. Every time I see their commercials, I'm just like, stop it. Like, let's not. No. <laughs> But it works because I remember their slogan. So hey, it's it's working. Yeah, but you're, you're, I don't know. I guess any sort of publicity is publicity. They're still a good cough syrup brand. I mean, I'm not going to say that their cough syrup is bad. Their slogan just pisses me off. (laughs) Uh, you, You know what? If it works, it works. But now that I know that their slogan is shite, I will never hunt this down, even if it works. I'll deal I'll deal with a fucking cough. <laughs> Do you not have Buckley's in the US? I've never heard of it. Oh, it must be a Canadian brand. Perhaps. I always thought it was I don't know, universal. Well I never saw it in the UK, so I always thought it was a North American brand. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess it must just be Canada Canada specific. Canada. Canada, Canada. specific. Canada. But yeah, so minus all of our uh rabbit holes so you ready to talk about (laughs) some news yeah we'll get onto the anime now (laughs) but yeah so we actually since we're recording this like just three or four days after we recorded the last one it's kind of like not a whole lot of news but Mm -hmm. also like it's like there's a little bit of video game news to talk about this week as well, Ooh. even though it's all anime related at the same time. However, first piece of news. So the OP for Demon Slayer, have you heard it? I have not. So let me just tell you, OP of the year last oh. year, like hands down, Demon Slayer, oh, it's so good. Okay. But not only that, but Lisa, the artist who did it, like, Probably my favorite J-pop artist of all time. Oh, wow. Like, she okay. is phenomenal. The stripped-down version of the song uh, Grinch, I think is how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. is a masterpiece. I don't know how this woman does her vocals, but pitch perfect the entire time, spot on. Oh, it's so good. I'll have to send you the video after this because yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. But So the OP for Demon Slayer has charted at number one for the third time for a total of four weeks over mm. in Japan. And to me, like with that being an anime OP, hearing that that's charted at number one, yeah, that's phenomenal. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm just like, dang. Well, and the only time I can think of something similar like that happening was the opening of Friends. Mm-hmm. that got really big. But, like, I can't think of another show's opening that became big in its own right. Yeah, so that's... I don't know. That's just wild to me. Although it deserves it. Like, hands down, that song is a banger. If you haven't watched Demon Slayer, for one, I recommend it. Demon Slayer's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The animation with the sword skills, oh, so good. So good. Because it's like a totally different animation style change. But right. But it is, it is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Like, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And then, but just, uh the OP. It it hands down deserved it, but in the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, like, it got it, and I was so happy. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's the first piece of news. And then for the second one, Alcana for Rhythm Across the Blue, its video game will be getting released on my birthday this year in the West. Oh, 
Ah. And so if you're not familiar with Alcana, it's an anime based in a world where people can actually fly. Fun. They have these shoes called grab boots, and it's led to sports being built around it, and one sport in particular called Flying Circus, to where you have to, like, do laps around, like, air buoys. Right, yeah. And, like, you score points by either, like, touching the other person or, like, the first person to get all the way around. Like, it's a really interesting concept. I watched it, right. and, but... Yeah, like, it's actually a really good anime, so I'm curious how the game is going to be. I haven't looked up gameplay, but I was like, I'm curious. That sounds incredibly familiar. If you haven't watched it, it's one of those things to where, like, I could... It's storytelling mm-hmm. is pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I I got sucked into it whenever I watched it, so mm-hmm. I can I can recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, right there in my brain. I'm like, have I have I watched it? Have I... I've got such a bad memory, though. I'm like, I have to see it, you know? You have to see it. I, I realize this may not narrow it down, but pink-haired MC. Does that help? <laughs> I think I have seen it. She's got, like, the boots with, like, the pink wings on them, and she, like, gets incredibly good really fast. I've either seen it or I've seen someone cosplay at it as, it, as her. Interesting. I'd like to see cosplays of that, like, especially if they, like, handed the boots. Yeah. I think I may have seen cosplay or like a cosplay video or something. Anyways, sorry. I saw the most amazing cosplay on Twitter the other day. Oh, yeah? Dude was cosplaying Endeavor from My Hero Academia. No way. And he, like, all the flames were done in, like, LED lights. Oh, sick. It was legit. Like, yeah, that It was so sick. cool. I wish I had retweeted it or something because it deserved it. It looked amazing. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can find that after the podcast and retweet it. Yeah, I'll have to because that, oh, it's so good. By the way, mm-hmm. podcast plug at BNB Anime. <laughs> On all socials. <laughs> On all the socials. On 100%. all the socials. And then third piece of news, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot released its preview trailer for its first piece of DLC, New Power Awakens, which centers around Goku and Vegeta training with Whis and Beerus to achieve the Super Saiyan God state. Right. I am so happy for this. So stoked. Because, like, Yeah, you're Dragon a dra- Ball Super, Dragon Ball boy, though, aren't you? Oh, yeah, like, I'm a big Dragon Ball boy. Mm-hmm. And Dragon Ball Super was probably my favorite bit of storytelling for mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Because getting to see the god powers and everything, and also, so... The Japanese version of Dragon Ball Z mm-hmm. was a lot more truer to the character of Goku, of Goku is just a cocky bastard and all he cares about is fighting. Mm-hmm. But in the American version, whenever they redubbed it, they made Goku seem a lot more heroic to, I guess, get over better in the American audiences. Right, yeah. So the dub that Funimation did for Dragon Ball Super was a lot more closer to how he actually is in Japan, if not spot on. Right. Because I haven't watched the dub all the way through because I think Funimation just finished getting all 131 episodes of it. Yeah, jeez. However, I watched it week to week whenever Super started in Japanese, and oh, it's so good. Right. Nice. So the fact that we're finally getting this full arc in Kakarot, it makes me, oh, it makes me so happy. I'm so excited. But then outside of that, Overlord's light novel series is going to end with its 17th volume. Mm. Have you seen Overlord? Uh, no, I haven't. It's on my to-watch list. So Overlord was one of those, like, isekai, well, it's weird. Like, it classifies as an isekai, but I don't, like, the way it happens is very... Like, weirdly, SAOE. Right, okay. And and that, so they're playing a full dive MMO, but, mm-hmm. like, they've been playing it forever, and the servers for the game are finally shutting down. Right. So the main character of the show is, 
Like, he's at his guild table. Like, they've built the strongest guild mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. And, like, so he's essentially the most powerful player in the game. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to sit here. Like, he tried to call all of his guild members together, but only one of them showed up for, like, one final raid. And he's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to chill until the servers shut down because I think that's kind of owed to it. Mm-hmm. And so he closes his eyes right as the clock strikes midnight, and then he opens them back up because he thinks the game's just going to shut down. Mm-hmm. But no, he opens his eyes back up. He's still in Yggdrasil, still in the world, still in the uh, whatever they called the keep. I can't think of it right now because it's been ages. And he's just like, well, damn. Right. And, like, all the NPCs have become, like, real beings. Like, they all have their own right. personalities now. Okay. Like, it's legit. I enjoy Overlord. They did a phenomenal take on the OP main character mm-hmm. type situation. So, yeah, like, it's good. So, the fact that it's finally coming to an end means I had better get season four, damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds super similar to, um, shoot, what's it called? Um... I'm looking it up because I'm curious. Um, what am I... I was going to say, it's not Sword Art Online, is it? No, it's Log Horizon. I've heard good things about this show, but I have not actually watched it. I've had a couple different people actually recommend me that show, so maybe I need to get to it at some point. Yeah, I think it is I think it is Log Horizon. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Log Horizon. Um, it's uh, about a... Same kind of thing. Um, guy who ends up in a RuneScape-type kind of world. Um, and... Uh, yeah, he is incredibly intelligent, um, very good at, um, like, chess, I guess, in the sense that he can predict people's movements and and uh, really understand people, how they're going to move as a pers- as a group. Um, and it's about him being in, in this video game world and the, the relations between them and the NPCs who um, were originally just NPCs, but now they've all been trapped in the game. They are like real people and they they're not behaving the way that they used to um mm-hmm. and then all of the different guilds that are springing up and all that kind of stuff it, it's it's really really good i think i've only i think it's two seasons and i think i've watched season one hmm. i don't know i guess i'm a big fan of the like video game genre mm-hmm. and anime if, yeah i mean if you could technically quote it as that i don't know either way yeah i think it is but... log horizon i'm 90 percent sure it's log horizon but i'm sure somebody will correct me if i'm wrong um, but yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Hmm. I'll have to look into that because yeah. I know um, new game gamers and like especially recovery of an MMO junkie. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. I really enjoy it. But yeah, like animes that are based off of video games and around video games, I really enjoy. I don't know why. Yeah. Probably not a... because I'm a gamer. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. <laughs> there was a similar one, um, Grim Garabash and Fantasy that came out. Uh, around the same time, I think, as Log Horizon. Um, don't quote me on that. I think it's around the same time. Um, that's not based on a video game, but it's very similar. It's an isekai in which they are transported to um, that type of runescape world. Um, uh, is it around a video game? It may be around a video game. It may not be around a video game, but behaves very similarly to how it is around a video game. And I thought that one was good, too. Um, yeah, hmm. these, are, these are ones that maybe we'll have to visit in future podcast episodes. I agree, because mm-hmm. you have made me curious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to cosplay as uh, Yume from Grimgar, from Grimgar at one point, but um, uh, then coronavirus happened. <laughs> uh, actually, However, once yeah. conventions open back up. Yeah, yeah. She was going to be on my circuit this summer, but um, 
uh, yeah, I, I bought the material I needed for her little capelet, but then um, couldn't get anything else because everything happened and then all the conventions shut down. So all of the cosplay guys that I was going to go for this this summer's circuit have all been put on the backseat and, and I guess I'll get to them at some point or maybe I'll choose somebody else. I don't know. I've got some red cape material now, so we'll see. <laughs> I need to I need to go ahead and like start getting in super good shape so that way whenever we go on our convention circuit, I can make you very embarrassed by doing my <laughs> sailor pool cosplay. I uh, That wouldn't embarrass me. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I would be I would be holding a giant sign. I would learn how to do sign tricks. You know those guys who stand on the side of the road that flip their signs up like funny ways? Yeah? I'd mm-hmm. learn how to do yeah. that specifically so I could point at you and be like, hey, look at this dude. <laughs> I, I just figure you would get the biggest laugh out of that. Hands oh, yeah, down. mad jokes. Mad jokes. <laughs> I'll, I'll never live that down. I'm nope. never going to live down. Oh, so this isn't on my list of news, but mm-hmm. I have to talk about it because I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us 2 has a new release date, Ooh. which means my Sailor Girl outfit is going to happen again, finally. Such <laughs> excite. Such excite. So June 19th okay. is The Last of Us 2's official new release date, and I am, I am beyond excited. I know I've talked about it before, and I know I talked about being absolutely heartbroken whenever they indefinitely delayed it. Mm-hmm. But so they've... Finally, PlayStation did a new press release the other day, and they're like, yeah, so June 19th. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, let's hope that um, that stays the way that it is. Hopefully so. Hopefully mm-hmm. so. I'm definitely hoping. And then, so on the note of cancellations, I realize it's been a constant stream of talking about these. However, um, we've got just a little bit more information on a little bit more cancellations that have come out, or mm. postponements, rather. So Majors, second. So I guess the second season of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, because no. it's not a mouthful. It's um, <laughs> or it's like a second arc. Uh, uh, so Major is a baseball anime, for those of you guys that don't know, that was it's pretty old. Um, and it ran from the main character's, uh, I think he was four years old at the beginning of the anime, um, and it ends with him getting married i think they get married or like at least his relationship with the person that he's been uh, that you were yelling at the screen for them to progress faster for so long they eventually like happen that happens and the anime ends there but you're following him from age four all the way through from like very early on in his baseball career all the way up to him um going to america and like trying to figure things out i'm not gonna i'm trying not to spoil anything um and uh this is i believe following his son who is back in japan and doesn't like baseball but has been like brought back into baseball and it's the second season of major two Hmm. so yeah it's it's his son's second season so it has been postponed due to the ongoing pandemic which Mm -hmm. i mean at this point i think Everything I think there's is. only one spring show yeah. that hasn't been postponed, and I think it's Kakuya-sama Loves War, mm-hmm. which I, think... <laughs> I saw a, a hilarious meme the other day of, like, someone being, like, head pat while they're bowing to, like, a queen, <laughs> and so the one that was bowing is, like, all spring animes, and then the one doing the head pat was Kakuya-sama Loves War. <laughs> I was like, Yes! <laughs> Because um, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but I love this show. It is hilarious. It's great. The pink-haired girl is still my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good anime. I love it. It's a fantastic rom-com. Um, 
Yeah, it seems like everything's pretty, like, if that's the only one that's left, then, yeah. I wonder if, I wonder how it's affected that show's views, you know? Like, if that shows... I would say it's probably, like, with that one being the last one left, like, that's, I'd say it's probably increased it. That's what I, I kind of want to do research on it, because I'm, I'm curious. Well, everyone's stuck at home. Everyone is looking towards entertainment. All other animes have been cancelled. Like, I feel like its views must have spiked. You would think so, with it being the only new, like, mm-hmm. media that's well, going on. Yeah, because it made, like, uh, that's it, the thought that's just occurred to me is it made me curious why animes were still releasing, for instance, like, Major 2, I think, second season has had two episodes out. Um, mm-hmm. Why they didn't cancel before they released the first two episodes, because the pandemic wasn't going away. Like, it's been a pandemic for two weeks, you know, which is, you know, if an episode a week, three weeks, you know, if, like, it was cancelled this week. Um, so it makes me think that they released those episodes on purpose to get you hooked so that then when they release the series later, in amongst everything else that's going to be released during, so say they release them in the summer season, well, things are going to be released during the summer season that were already planned for the summer season. So if they're releasing spring and summer, then the spring ones, where the hype is already, like, all the promos already, like, left them because they they did that months ago, they probably released those episodes so you watch them, so you get hooked, then they cancel and do the cancellations, like, they say they're going to cancel after you've already watched those, those two episodes, so that then in the summer, when you go back to look at all of the summer stuff, you go, oh, I've watched a couple episodes of that. I want to watch some more. So it makes me think that they're doing it intentionally after episodes have been released as opposed to doing it beforehand and then having them blend. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but <clears throat> I know we had talked about this on last week's podcast, but so how animation studios will do it like week to week mm-hmm. on their yeah. stuff. So maybe they did that for one, just to like, you know, show off the shows and everything that's going on and sort of lead to, you know, give people something to look forward to whenever they come back. But also they might've done it just to like secure interest and secure funding for the rest of it with it being pushed back because there's interest in the shows, then they would still have like, yeah, they would still have the backing for whenever they come out because they'll actually see the interest that's there. Yeah. I could be bullshitting. I don't know. Or they could they could then promo the rest of the season with we've already been approved for a second season if the numbers mm-hmm. of the first like two three episodes that were released were good enough. Yeah, so there's there's no telling, but I know with a lot of the episodes that I've seen so far, like they went ham during spring. Like spring was set to probably at least at present be the biggest like be the biggest setup for the year. I know typically it's fall, but spring was mm-hmm. heavy this year. So to see that get pushed back to summer, like I'm I'm excited for summer yeah. now because there's also a good bit of stuff coming out in summer. So it's going to be stacked. Yeah, we are going to have a lot to review. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. And then finally, for the last piece of news, we have the Olympics committee, pr- committee president, Yoshiro Mori, has stated if the Olympics aren't held in 2021, then it'll be scrapped. Yeah. So. It's so sad. I was, okay, so I don't know if you guys know, but when I'm going to Japan, that's when the Olympics was on. I was going for the Olympics because I am a huge sports fan um, and uh, a huge Japan fan. um, And I missed the Olympics when they were in London in 2012. And um, I missed the Winter Olympics when they were in Canada in 2010. Um, and so I missed them in two, in both of my home nations. And so I was like, well, you know, I I can go see him in Japan. I'll go see him in Japan. And then I can't. 
Um, but I'm hoping that I'll get to go in 2021. Um, but if I can't go in 2021 because they, they don't have them, um, I'm going to be... I'm going to be pretty heartbroken. I'm not going to lie. Like I, uh, it's, <laughs> it's so hard. I was so looking forward to it and you know, it is what it is, but, um, there's so much stuff that I'm still going to be able to do in Japan. Hopefully if things open back up again and it's safe to go, obviously safety is number one priority, but I'm planning on going as is like, I, I don't want to cancel anything because I don't want to have to pay the cancellation fees. That's another thing. Um, cannot afford that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if the airlines cancel or borders don't open back up or whatever, um, then, you know, that'll, that it is what it is. But, you know, I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, hopefully, like, hopefully everything will. It was supposed to be the debut of skateboarding in the Olympics as well. Like the first time skateboarding was ever held in the Olympics. Well, hopefully everything will, hopefully it will have cleared up by then because yeah. the current rescheduled mm-hmm. date for the Olympics, for anyone who's curious, is July 23rd through August 8th and August mm-hmm. 24th through September 5th of next year. So mm-hmm. hopefully everything will have kind of leveled itself off by then. I know Japan's state of emergency has been extended through May 9th. However, they're in talks mm-hmm. of potentially extending it out through the 29th. However, mm-hmm. they will come to that decision later in the, like, I think in the next week. However, mm-hmm. I know at least here in the States, we've seen a lot of the numbers level off and start to drop. So I know a lot of the States are kind of individually, like, giving their, like, they're all allowed to make their own decisions on when to open mm-hmm. up. And so we're seeing some states, including Tennessee, like, kind of start phase one and kind of see how everything's going. So hopefully with all of that taking place, we'll start to see like how everything's going to go and hopefully see positive results over negative. But Mm -hmm. so hopefully everything's headed in a good direction, but we don't know. However, as we've said, stay clean, stay healthy, all that stuff. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Yeah, don't be dumb. That's like everyone's unspoken rule number six. Don't be stupid. (laughs) Don't be. Don't be stupid. No, no. Um, but yeah, uh, I, we've been recording for an hour, so I figure it's probably about time that we actually jump into the subject matter of the, of this podcast. Yeah, because that, that's all the news I got, so it, it's, it's, it's yeah. perfect segue time. So, perfect segue. to people who have been living under a rock, we have been talking about doing this episode for, what, a month now? Yeah, like three podcasts now. <laughs> and so we've finally been able to sit down and watch it. And you want to hear some bullshit? Sure. So I got a VPN just to watch this. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I went over to my cousin and his wife's house last night to watch this. So I got mm-hmm. the VPN on my phone. I got it all set up. I was ready to go. And mm-hmm. I tried to cast it up onto their Apple TV, their Fire Stick, and their television. And it wouldn't let me do any of the three. No. So I had to buy Kiki's delivery service after buying a VPN just for this. Which means I'm canceling that subscription and I'm getting my money back. However. Yeah. So it's worth it though. It's a good oh, movie it, to have. It was a phenomenal film. Definitely worth eighteen bucks, however much it costs. Don't care. Mm-hmm. It was great. But yeah, so I, I figured you'd enjoy that little bit of backstory of my yeah, sorrows. That, that sounds. You've had a time trying to watch this I, film. You have had a time. I've had a time. However, I still had the VPN, and I'm still going to use it because I there are so many other of the 
uh, Studio Ghibli films that I'm going to watch that I'm not going to go over to their house and try to watch with them. I'm just going to sit at home and watch them, so that way I don't have to buy them. Yeah, yeah, no, there are quite a few on Canadian Netflix. This one actually wasn't on Canadian Netflix, but I was able to find it on a different Canadian site. So, um, but yeah, it wasn't actually on Netflix. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You should have VP in the UK mm-hmm. like I did. Ding! <laughs> I technically, pick uh, a mutual friend of ours, <laughs> almost just said his name, <laughs> um, uh, uh, said something about the fact that because I'm an English citizen, I can watch things like ITV and, and BBC legally without, like, the like I, I don't know how that works, but he said something about that because I'm a British citizen, so British TV is, like, available for me to watch. I don't know how that works, and I don't know if that's true, but he was trying to get me to do something illegal. <laughs> Bad. You know who you are. Bad. Yeah, I, I'm going to use the so shh command during this podcast. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> He's bad. He's bad. Real bad. You know it. He's bad. Okay. But, yeah, so uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. It was originally released in Japan in July of 1989. Are you good, fam? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I just dropped my pen. <laughs> but, yeah, so July 29th, 1989. The English dub was recorded in 1997 and was premiered at the Seattle International Film Festival on May 23rd of 1998. The film was then Uh released on home video in the U.S. and Canada on September 1st of 1998. Uh The film was directed, produced, and the screenplay written by Hayao Miyazaki. And Uh if you aren't familiar with Miyazaki-san, what rock have you been living under? Get out of that rock. Who are you, Patrick Starr? <laughs> but, yeah, Miyazaki is one of the co-founders of Studio Chibli. He is responsible for almost all of their films. Like, I think he's directed, produced, and screenplay written almost all of them, to if not all of the ones that were out whenever he was running it. Mm-hmm. And... Like, from what I've seen from a lot of, like, interviews, Miyazaki is what a lot of anime directors strive to be like. So, like, dude's very influential in the anime film category. So, yeah, if you don't know who he is, get out from under your rock. Yeah, get out from there. But, yeah, so, if you haven't pieced it together already, the film was produced by Studio Chibli. The mm-hmm. budget for the film was about 800 million yen, or about 6.9 million US, and mm-hmm. it grossed in the box office 4.3 billion yen, or roughly 40.3 million US. Yeah. And Kiki's Delivery Service is based off of a children's fantasy novel of the same title, written by mm-hmm. Aiko Kadano, and was illustrated mm-hmm. by Akiko Hayashi, and it was originally published by Fukuinkan Shoten, in January of 1985. Right. And, yeah, that's background. Nice. So, um, first impressions yeah. of the film. First impression. My first impression uh, is that it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, within the first uh, first few seconds of the film, you are just overcome with just, just uh, uh, art. It's just art. It's just art. That's, that's how it is. Um, animation style... <clears throat> Reminds me of two things. Um, a little bit of Brother Bear. Um, for some reason, it just brought that up 
for me very early on yeah, when I was watching it. I just, it just got these childhood memories. Um, and another one, there is a French um, series um, that was on Netflix for a while. It was on Canadian Netflix. Um, it's a modern one, so could have been influenced even by this. Um, that is based on um, World War One, I, I think it was, if I remember correctly. It was a very good little series. Um, and it's following just this group of kids in this small village in, in the south of France as they get taken over um, and invaded. Um, and it's just about the children in this small farming village. Um, and it's very real. Um, and it's a really good series. I'll have to try and figure out the name of it. Um, it's in French, so you have to read the subtitles. But if you're into anime, chances are you're pretty good at reading subtitles. Um, Subs, not dubs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and it reminded me of that a lot in its animation style. Um, it's very, very beautiful. It's very calming. It's a movie that you will watch with a smile on your face through like 80% of it because there is a little bit where obviously the storyline has takes place and you don't smile through things that are troubling the main character, but it's nothing intense. Uh, well, it kind of is, but like it's also not like, you know, it's nobody's getting murdered or anything, you know? Um, <laughs> it's a very very sweet, heartwarming, lovely experience watching this film. This is the kind of film that you could show anyone of any age and they will be incredibly happy watching it. Um, it is, it's, it, it's a, a story that will last through the ages. It already has lasted through the ages when you think about the fact that it, it was released in the 80s and it is still such a masterpiece today. And it, it, it's, it's brilliant. It's really good. It is, and so I've seen almost all of the Studio Ghibli films going into this one. This was, I think, the only one I haven't actually seen. Right. And this film came out in 1989, 31 years ago, and it is it is stunning. It's like, so good. 31 years old, and it, yeah. the artwork rivals, especially the background artwork, rivals some of the shit from today's anime. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it is unreal. It's beautiful. Yeah, like, it, it... All of the... It's the little things. It's the little faces of the people in the city that are just, like, looking, you know? It's... That's mm-hmm. what it is. There's so much tiny detail. Like, ah, oh, it's insane. Because you look at a crowd of people in most anime and they don't even have faces. But you look at a crowd of people in this anime and not only do they have faces, they're paying attention to the main character. It's insane. Tanaka would be disappointed. Tanaka would be, yes. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I can't, like, first impressions, like, I can't speak highly enough of this. And that's how I feel about all the Chibli films. Like, it's, like, they're all masterpieces in their own right. And it's just, it's so gorgeous. Like, uh, I could just sit here and gush about its artwork and everything for ages. The story Mm -hmm. is also phenomenal. It's cute. It's, uh, I, I, I could just sit here and gush. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I guess we need to put spoiler hats on and get into well, it before I'll give I a, just uh, ultimately start gushing. Well, I'll give a quick description of the film for any of you guys who haven't seen it yet and wish to go see it before we check on that spoiler warning. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a story about a 13-year-old girl named Kiki, um, and she is a witch. She comes from a family of witches, um, and on... Uh, a clear full moon um, on her 13th year, she is to leave the house that she was raised in and the village and town that she was raised in um, for a year to go train. 
for being a witch and she's not gonna she has to go find a new town find a new world settle down and uh and find her independence um and so it starts with her at home and deciding that she wants to leave and that it's the right time and she goes and she goes and, and settles down and she wants to go somewhere by the ocean um and because it's a place that she's never been she she's not lived by the sea before and so she goes and and uh tries to find a, a place to live and it's about her settling in that town and and uh finding out who she is and dis- and just about growth and discovery as who she is as a person um and it's very very sweet it's very very heartwarming there's nothing in it that makes it inappropriate for any age range you can show this to a five-year-old and feel completely comfortable it's a very very sweet film um it is yeah it's it's incredible and i highly recommend it for all age ranges um but yeah that's a quick description yep i have like that's about as good as you can get before you actually start digging into the plot line like, and stuff yeah meat and taters of the anime Mm-hmm. yeah so spoiler warning is officially up um so what did you think oh it's so good it's so good there was almost a cry counter, like really close to a cry counter, but I fought it back. I think I, I think I did cry. I, I wonder if it was at, I wonder if it was at the same part. I, I'm trying was to think Was it the cake? Now. No. When was it? It was, oh shoot. It might have been when she saw the painting. Huh. Interesting. As like a, a, not quite like when she saw the painting, but like a little bit afterwards of mm-hmm. her registering herself. Mm-hmm. Coming to terms with herself. Yeah, that was like that was also a phenomenal little part. Like, oh, so good. Self-discovery. Okay, shall we start from the beginning and work our way through? I say we shall. Okay, so it starts off with her uh, being in her family home and uh, telling her parents, uh, "That's it for me. I'm off seas. I've stolen the radio." That opening scene of her lying in the field with the radio playing. And the wind, oh, it's so good. And the little bee that comes buzzing on by. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so good. Love that opening scene. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, there's a couple of animes that we've reviewed recently where the opening scenes are main character lying in a field of grass and it's always pretty. Yeah, like they put so much effort into lying in grass scenes. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tanaka-kun opened that way as well. Tanaka-kun is always listless. That's the opening of that. It's him lying in, in the school field under a tree asleep. If you can't tell, we like lying in the grass and sleeping. <laughs> we like, uh, yep, uh, lying in grass and sleeping is a fun time. Um, but yeah, so she uh, is listening to the radio and the radio says, there is uh, going to be clear skies tonight. Um, so if you wish to um, <laughs> depart on a long journey, the radio doesn't say that, but she's like, okay, cool, it's, it's the night for it. So she runs on home and she goes, it's time, it's time, it's time. And her dad's packing up the car to go camping. And and she's like, it's time I'm going tonight. And he's just like, well, what about the camping? And I'm just like, oh, dad. Like, oh, that's such a dad thing. (laughs) Um, It was very sweet. Um, Her mom's also a witch. You figure out, like, if you go into this movie without knowing anything, you figure out about the witchy things through her mom before you do through Mm. Kiki. Um, because she's basically running an apothecary from the house. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then Kiki uh, has a sending off, um, and she has to wear black, and she's not very happy about the fact that she has to wear black, but it is a witch's custom. Um, and her and her cat Gigi um, 
jump on there, her mom's broom, because it's more sturdy and never loses its way during a storm. <laughs> lies. Um, immediately lies. Uh, like, that fact is immediately, immediately destroyed. Like, not even two right? minutes later. Right? Um, yeah, they get on the broom and they take off into the night sky um, to find her new town. Um, and then she's as she's in the air, she bumps into uh, kind of like saucy minx up there um getting all sassy with her language being all snooty um <laughs> she's what i would politely refer to as a not so polite uh toffee nose <laughs> um because her nose is stuck up in the air um but yeah she uh uh flies on over and as she's flying through the night sky um the, both the radio and the broom uh, both go kaput because a storm comes in. So the radio lied and so did her mum. And a storm comes in and she gets blown um, away around. She's not very good at flying. She gets blown around. Eventually discovers a train that is stopped um, on some tracks. Um, and uh, she goes and decides to take shelter inside the train. Um, and she finds a train full of hay, uh, a cart full of hay, and so she buries herself in the hay. Um, and then as she's asleep, the train engine starts up and off it rolls. Um, and then she gets her foot nearly eaten by a cow. Um, and it's it's very cute. It's just so sweet. The music in this is really, really well done. It, it fits everything super nicely. And one thing I will say is that I noticed that the music was used throughout the movie um to really determine whether or not something was serious uh because mm-hmm. the music cuts off as soon as something serious happens um and it becomes silent and i thought that was a really good way of using the sound um so yeah that was that was one thing that i noticed when watching it but yeah so then the train uh starts moving and as it moves they end up at this seaside town a seaside city rather um which is much more busy than her countryside town she's used to cars that kind of stuff that are like around rather than more like living out in the in the back streets and very quickly she finds out that she is kind of a bit of a country bumpkin or a little bit old-fashioned compared to everybody else um that is there and um as she's there she flies uh over the, the town she waves hello to everyone um and flies past this gorgeous clock tower and the city is beautiful uh very very pretty she flies past this clock, clock tower and um, through the city and nearly causes a massive traffic accident. Um, and yeah. Great then, way to introduce yourself. Yeah, fantastic way. Um, and uh, then she gets reprimanded by a police officer who then gets called away uh, by someone who is um, crying about a thief. Um, that uh, someone happens to be a tomboy. He's adorable. He's so cute. <laughs> and I really like him throughout the movie. He's such a good character. He is. Like, you could just tell, like, he's just immediately likable. But you can also tell, like, he immediately, like, is just fascinated by Kiki. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he has got a thing for her right off the bat. And they're oh, so yeah. cute. They're just such a sweet little set. Um, every character in this is is so sweet. Um, th- there's not an evil character in this whole movie. The only people that are like like not so likable are just people that are slightly snooty, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're not not likable. They're just not shown in the best light in that very small time in which you see them on screen. But they could be totally amazing people off screen like there's not a horrible person in this whole thing Mm -hmm. agreed Mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, so then uh, uh, she's walking. She's a little bit um, dejected. She's had um, the fight with Tombo and uh, uh, he was the one who ended up um, crying thief and then he ran up and caught up to her um, and they have a chat together um, and he's like swooning um, and she's not having it. Um, and she's a little bit, a little bit, um, this is where you can see that because he comments there that she's acting like his grandmother. So it makes you think, oh, she's being rude, but then she's not actually being rude. She's just old fashioned. So her way of like, you introduce yourself to people, her way of her customs because of the way that she was raised are different to how the customs are in the city. And because of that, she thinks that he's being rude, but he thinks that she's being standoffish. Um, mm. And it's a really good little dynamic. But anyway, so then she's like walking around, she's getting dejected and it's getting uh, towards nighttime and Gigi's saying we need to find a place to stay and um, the cat, the black cat, talks. Um, and, uh, um, and yeah, they're trying to find a place to stay and it's just not happening when she walks up a hill um, and finds a little bakery. Um, and there is a... Uh, very heavily pregnant woman that runs out of the bakery and she's calling after a customer who is um, quite far away and she's um, holding a pacifier um, or a dummy, that's what I call it, a dummy, um, <laughs> in her hand and, and she's calling out to the lady and the lady can't hear her because she's too far away saying, um, your baby left this, like you, you left this behind. If your baby wakes up, he's going to be real upset that this is left behind and it's going to cause a whole fiasco. Um, and so she goes into the shop and she says, oh, can you um, just wait a minute? I'm going to go run this over to this lady. Um, and as she's about to leave, Kiki says, oh, I'll, I'll do that for you. Um, and the lady goes... Um, oh, would you? And then, like, almost has a heart attack when um, Kiki hops on her broom um, and flies off to go find this woman um, to give her back the pacifier. Uh, and uh, it's just cute. It is. It is. 100%. Um, so then uh, she is given a note to return back to Osno-san, or the very pregnant lady. Um, and uh, Elsa-san is amazing. She's, like, one of my favourite characters. Her and her husband are fantastic, and he doesn't say a word throughout the whole film. Um, but, yeah, he's great. Uh, <laughs> um, she basically takes Kiki in and says, we've got um, a room in the attic, you can stay there, um, so long as you help out the bakery, um, basically employing her uh, and giving her a uh, room and board because she'd heard about witches. Like, witches are known about in this world, but they're also kind of behind the times. They're a bit old-fashioned. Um, they're not common. People don't really use them for medicines and things like that anymore like they used to. Although it is mentioned at the very beginning of the film that um, the witches, her mom's, um, I think it was a polis or some kind of uh, tonic, um, was more effective for the old lady's rheumatism than um, uh, anything that she had gotten from the doctors. So it isn't like they're known about, but they're not, they're kind of old fashioned. Um, mm -hmm. And there's no witches in that city. So people are pretty shocked when they see her on a broom. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and it and almost it, seems like they're a little bit taboo. Yeah, almost a little bit. In it's, a sense. Well, it's like the older generation are the only <clears throat> ones that understand them as being helpful, but all of the younger generation from like 30 down normally see them as a nuisance or. Um, just different. Just different, yeah. But it's like, obviously, it seems like the older generation are much more accustomed to it. Um, mm. and interact with them more. Um, but yeah, so then uh, uh, Osno-san uh, ends up giving Kiki a place to stay. 
Um, and then she comes up with the idea of Kiki kind of using her broom as a delivery service. Kiki's delivery service. Full circle back to the title. And that early on too, so you know it's all uphill from here. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, you find a customer who is a customer of the bakery, um, and it's Kiki's first client. Um, she is a fashion designer and was also the owner of a beautiful little white female cat, um, who Gigi, uh, quickly discovers he has a thing for. Um, and, uh, she is, she wants to give her nephew a birthday present, but, um, she's not going to make it there in time for the evening. So she wants Kiki to deliver the present. And it is a canary birdcage with a black stuffed cat toy inside that just so happens to look exactly like Gigi. Um, and, uh, as she is flying over to deliver this, uh, birthday present, um, a storm, another storm happens. It's it's all set during the summer, so there's lots of, like, summer storms. It's a big part of the plotline. It is explained later on that the summer winds are, like, a thing for the seaside town. Um, which makes sense. It's a seaside town. Summer winds. Makes sense. Um, and, uh, so yeah, another storm rolls in. And as the storm rolls in, um, she gets, well, a wind, a blow, yeah, it's a, it's a gust of wind, really, blows in. And um, knocks her off course and sends her crashing down into a little bit of forest, a patch of woods, um, by the house that she's going to deliver the, the birthday present to. And when she lands in the forest, she lands right next to a raven's bird's nest, which has eggs in it. Um, and the ravens are not very happy about that. Um, so the birds all chase her out of the woods. Um, and when she gets out of the woods, she realizes that the cage is there, um, but, uh, the stuffed cat inside the cage is not there anymore. Um, and so she is late to delivery and, um, it's a whole big issue. And so Gigi then becomes temporary fill-in cat replacement. Um, and, uh, yeah, she delivers the present to where it needs to go. Um, she's a little bit late on that, um, but yeah, she delivers it. And Gigi is temporarily the uh, stuffed cat, is acting as temporarily as the stuffed cat, um, while um, Kiki goes back into the woods to try and get uh, the other one. But when she gets back in the woods, the the stuffed cat is not there. Um, and she's wandering around and wandering around to can't find it until eventually she stumbles across this little wooden cabin um, inside of the woods. Um, and when she comes across this wood cabin, uh, she sees that there is the black cat in the window. Um, and then when she goes to uh, the side of the cabin um, and goes up the ladder, she sees the owner of the cabin, who is a young woman um, who is an artist. She's a sketch artist and she is sketching a group of ravens that are surrounding her. Um, and uh, they end up hitting it off and becoming pretty good friends. And, and uh, uh, when she gives her back the cat, she realises that they're cat's head is falling off like the stitching is has come undone um so uh the artist ends up sewing it back up again um and while she's doing that kiki is cleaning her house because it's a huge mess from art supplies um and then uh, uh once that's done she takes the cat back and the best doggo the best doggo um knows that Gigi is um a real cat and uh, has been guarding Gigi the whole time and uh 
when Kiki comes back with the fake cat, asks to go outside with Gigi and trades them out. And it's so cute. Best doggo award goes to that doggo. Oh yeah, 100% best boy, that doggo. Like best hands boy. down. Best boy. It was so freaking cute. Um, and it's a successful first delivery. It went a bit awry. It was a little bit complicated, but it was a successful first delivery. Um, and when she gets back to the bakery, the um, husband of the of uh, Osuno-san um, has made a bread sign in the door um, that says Kiki's Delivery Service. And it's so cute. It is. It's so cute. And she is so excited. She just like jumps on him. It's so sweet. He is he's my favorite character. Is that weird to say that a guy who doesn't say anything throughout the whole movie is my favorite character? Because he is so he's got so much personality and so little interaction. Mm-hmm. Like his little winks and his little like like uh, when um, he's impressing Gigi uh, with like his spinning uh, breadboards. And mm-hmm. uh, and then looks down at him, and, and he's like so proud of himself. And Gigi's like sitting there, all like hiding away, and he just winks at him. It's so good. Like those little things. Oh god, he's my favorite character. He is so, like he seems like he would be such a cool dude. Oh yeah. Best character. Best character of the movie. I don't know why. I he just like I don't know. He sounds. He seems like such a nice guy. Um. But anyway, so then she ends up getting an invite to um, a party to go to uh, by Tombo. And um, she, uh, yeah, he, he's found her again. He's stumbled across her again. And uh, he's like, oh my God, what does he call her? Um, little witch or witch lady or Miss something? Witch. I don't know. Just sure. witch. Um, and uh, and he's like fascinated with her. And he's also fascinated with flying. He, he loves to fly. He wants to fly. And so he invites her to a party um and uh yeah he he wants her to go um with him and they're going to be celebrating uh, a fly party it's like a fly party that you don't really figure out what it is that they're celebrating at this moment um but she ends up also getting a delivery at the same time from a phone call um through the bakery because she's using the the bakery phone as not just the bakery phone but also for her delivery service and um, it is from a little old lady who, when she goes out to go visit, um, her caretaker is, like, fascinated with witches. Caretaker is also, like, best girl. Best girl is the caretaker <laughs> of our house. Because, oh my god, she was so excited. Like, her trying the broom in the hallway and then, like, having to run back and adjust her skirts. She's so cute. Like, <laughs> adorable. Adorable. Um, and, uh... uh and her getting excited about the catastrophe happening, like, later on. It's, ah, oh, she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, uh, she goes there and she finds this little old lady whose oven has broken. Um, but she was making a pie, a herring and pumpkin pie, which I have never had before. and doesn't sound too appealing, but we'll go with it. But it um, looks, like, it looks adorable. It looks adorable. beautiful. Yeah, it looks like, beautiful. it's like... Ah, uh, it it made me want to try it just because they made it seem like the granny had put so much work into it. Oh it yeah. Was like, oh, I mm-hmm. would try that for granny. I would love it. Yeah, yeah. I there's no way you could say no to her. Um, well, apparently Be- there is because we find out later. <laughs> but you know, um, there's the no way I could say no. Goes to this lady like hands down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, but she, her oven is broken. Her electric oven is broken. But Kiki's like, oh, that's no big deal. I am familiar with that log oven over there that you've got. 
um, because I used to help my mum with that all the time back at the old house. Um, and then both the two little old ladies complained about electricity for a hot minute, and it's very cute. Um, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so she goes out to the woodshed and grabs a bunch of wood and comes back in, and Kiki sets up the um, the log oven and cooks the pie. And time is ticking at this point. Like she's supposed to get to that. She's supposed to be picked up for the party at six. And um, time is coming through. It's it's ticking away. Um, and she's like, well, it's going to take me 15 minutes to fly back to the bakery. So I've still got time. I've still got time. And uh, before they realize it, um, it's she's pretty much out of time. And she's like, it's fine. I, I, can, I can manage it. I can manage it. And then the little old lady says, oh, but hun, that clock's 10 minutes um, slow. So you are late. And so Kiki runs out the door with the pie um, and... Uh, flies as fast as she can over to the place where it's supposed to be delivered to this little old lady's granddaughter. Um, and uh, it while she's flying over there, it starts to rain. Um, and she is soaked to the bone when she arrives, but she has managed to protect the pie. And she knocks on the door, and the door opens, and it's this girl who is clearly uh, well off. And um, she is not happy to be receiving a pie from her grandmother, um, she is not happy about her relationship with her grandmother and she doesn't want the pie and she's not very nice. And Kiki's upset because she's like, but this little lady's so cute. She works so hard for that pie for you and you don't even know the half of it. But she doesn't say anything. She just like, she's just, she can't say anything. She's a delivery girl. Um, and so she hops on her brain, uh, on her brain, on her brain. <laughs> she hops on her brain. <laughs> Somebody oh, hopped on their brain. <laughs> yeah, not me, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so she hops on her broom and flies back to the house, um, and, uh, she goes straight to bed. She's all sulky, uh, because she didn't get to go to her party because she is dripping wet. There's no way that she could be ready in time. And, um, but he waited so long for her as well. He was, like, standing outside waiting for her. He, like, stood outside in the rain for 45 minutes or something like that waiting on her. And she gets back, like, right as he's leaving. Like, he's halfway down the street. Yeah, she can see him. Yeah. But she's also really dejected. Like, she's not feeling good after that experience. So, But it's also sad. It's just like, you should have just gone with him. Or at least just, like, had a chat with him then been, like, found him and just been like, hey, I can't go. Like, I'm soaking wet. Enjoy your party. Like, come on, go. But you're also 13, so I understand. But still. Um... Uh, there's a couple of times in here where I get really mad at her, but I'm also like, but you're 13, so I get it. But like, girl. Um, like, get over it, fam. Let's go. <laughs> get over it. Get over it. Um, but yeah, so she then goes back to her room. Um, and as she gets to her room, she strips off all of her clothing, gets into bed, and then wakes up because she got wet. What happens in anime when somebody gets wet? They immediately get sick. Immediately, the next morning she wakes up with a fever because apparently if you have a cold in Japan, it has to be accompanied by a fever. You cannot just have a snuffly nose. Um, And not only that, but I guess she's never been sick in her entire 13 years because she looks at Asuna and she's like, am I going to (laughs) die? Yeah, yep. Well, I'm assuming it must be because like her mom's a witch who specializes in medicine. So if her, if Kiki was ever like getting the sniffles or something, her mom probably like was like, okay, well here you go. Like I'm gonna pre-prepare you. So it does kind of make sense. But yeah, she's like, like I'm gonna die. Um, um, but then um, when she wakes up, 
she uh, is feeling much better and it takes her a little time to recover but she's recovered and she bumps back in uh, bumps into um, Tombo again and when she meets up with him no what happens she gets asked she gets asked to deliver a package um, and Asuna-san is the one who's asking her to deliver, to deliver this package and it is to him she's like in her in her pregnant woman mastermind brain she is like I'm gonna set up these two children because they're adorable together and so I'm gonna make this happen um, and she uh, asks her to deliver a package to him I have some baked goods um, and she doesn't know where she's going. Kiki doesn't know who she's delivering it to because she's been given his, like, last name or something and she knows his first name or she's been given his whole name and she only knows his nickname. I think that's how it is. Um, and, uh, and so anyway, she, uh, walks down because she doesn't need her, her broom. It's not too far away. And, um, uh, he spots her and, uh, they end up having a chat and she delivers it to him. And uh, he reads a note it's from Osano-san, but you never find out what was on that note. And I'm heckin' curious what was on that note. Because um, I think it must have been something like, uh, she just got over a cold cheer up for a day or something. Like, that's what I think it would say. Um, Either that or something like, you're welcome. Yeah. So, yeah, that something like, real like sassy. Osano would have just wrote, just, you're welcome. Yeah, just real sassy. <laughs> just like, you are welcome, my dude. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. She's great. Um, so he then shows her um, what the reason why they were having the party, which is the fact that they put a, a propeller on the front of his bicycle. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Best airplane ever, 10 out of 10. Yeah, um, and they were celebrating the fact that they put the propeller on the front of the bicycle, but he was talking about the fact how they haven't put the wings on it yet, but they're eventually going to make it into a biplane. Um, I'm like, okay, dude. Um and uh, and so, yeah, he then is like, hey, you want to take her for a test ride? And she's like, okay, I guess. And she's like, I've never been on a bicycle before. And he's, like, so pleased about that. Um, <laughs> and he's, like, struggling to pedal. Like, he's pedaling and they're not going anywhere because the pedaling only moves the propeller. It doesn't move the tires. Because um, <laughs> he's changed the circuit. Like, the, the chains don't move the wheels anymore they only move the propeller and so he's got to pedal like five thousand times harder than he would have to if it was just a normal bike um (laughs) it's it's so sweet though um and they start riding the bike through and despite the fact that there's a giant propeller spinning like crazy on the front of this bike nobody in this town is fearful for their limbs they are just (laughs) really pleased about the fact that they saw some kid with a blade on his bike um, um, and they, they go down to the beach they decide to cycle down to the beach and it's such a sweet little montage of them just like riding the bike through it's really cute um, and they get to the beach and they're having a really good time they're sitting on the beach and there's a giant blimp there like an airship um, and uh, uh, the reason why he wanted to take it to the beach was because that it had crashed on the beach a couple of days prior and while she had her fever and so she didn't know about it um, and they were rebuilding it on the beach. Um, and uh, so then they're sitting there and they're having a talk when um, a bunch of his friends pull up in a car uh, behind him. And uh, he turns around and they start having a conversation. He's like, and the friends are like, hey, um, two of which happen to be girls. And they're like, hey, we know the captain. Uh, he's going to let us go inside. Do you want to come with? And he's like, yeah, I want to come with. Because he's like, this kid's obsessed with flying, right? So he's like, yes, I want to go with. I want to go inside the giant blimp. And like, I can't blame him. Um, and so he runs back and he tells Kiki about it. And he's like, Kiki, you want to come with? You want to come with? And she gets real bitchy real quick. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, she just flips a switch. Um, and uh, I blame this entirely on hormones. Um, <laughs> because even afterwards, she, like, re- like re- retrospectively, she's thinking back at what she said, and she's like, what the fuck's wrong with me, dude? Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's probably just, like, a, she got real jealous and didn't know what to do with the fact that she was feeling jealous and so took it out on him. Because, like, at this point, she doesn't really have any friends that are her own age other than him. Like, she wants to wear pretty clothes, but she can't wear pretty clothes because witches are supposed to wear black. And she also doesn't have the money to buy any. Um, She's been forced to, like... Well, not forced to. She was super excited to go. But, like, because of her customs, kind of forced to leave her home at 13. Like, she's gone through all of this stuff that these guys haven't experienced and have lived a pretty carefree life as not witches, you know? Mm. They're just normal teenagers. Um, and you can see that she's jealous of that circumstance. She's jealous of the clothes that they're wearing. She's jealous of their interacting. She's jealous of, of that whole circumstance. And then she's also jealous of the fact that there are girls there and that she doesn't want him act- interacting with the girls. In my head, that's how I took that. It's never actually said, but that's how I took that. that she- Not only that, but the girl that was in the car with them was the granddaughter. Yes. I was gonna say, did you mention that? Yeah, I don't no, think I didn't I heard mention that. But that. she was the one that she was the one that dejected the cake. So she was she was real pissed about that too. Yes, yeah, didn't yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, thank you for reminding me. Um, and uh, yeah, so she goes. Um, she then when she gets back home, um, she tries to talk to Gigi, and Gigi's just meowing back at her, and she's like, "What are you doing, Gigi? Like, talk to me." Um, and then she tries to ride her broom because she gets scared and she realizes that her magic power is like dwindling. Like it's not anywhere near as strong as it was. And, um, she can't fly for more than like a second in the air. Um, and she can't communicate with Gigi. And so she's panicking, right? Um, and, uh, she decides to take time off of work. She's still helping around the bakery, but she can't do her delivery service because she can't fly. She's not talking to, uh, Tombo anymore. And she's, um, uh, yeah, just kind of, like, like stays away from everything for a while, gets really sad. Um, and when she does, that is when um, Forest Artist Girl, who I can't remember the name of. I didn't write it down, silly me. Um, I can't think of it either. Yeah, but she comes back out from the woods um, and decides to come visit her because um, she'd actually asked Kiki if she could paint her um, when they were back in the woods. And... Uh, Kiki was supposed to come and find her, but never did. Um, and then when she comes back into town, she was like, hey, you never came visited me, so I came to visit you. Um, and they start talking, they have some girl talk, and she's just like, hey, what you need is a, a breath of fresh air. You need some time away from the city. You're used to being in the country. Let's take you back out to the country. Um, and you can spend the night at my place. We'll have a girl's night. Um, and so they hop on a bus and they hitchhike their way uh, back into the woods, back to the cabin. And um, when they open the cabin door, that's when Kiki discovers that Artist Girl has done an absolutely beautiful painting of different spirits, of different animal spirits, and of a girl. And um, when Kiki inquires, she finds out that the girl is her. And it's super cool. Um, and then they have like a really sweet heart to heart moment where um, the artist uh, basically talks to Kiki and says, you know, art is very similar to witch's spirit. Like the energy of an artist is very similar to the witch's spirit. Sometimes you can draw and you can paint and it's easy. And then other days you can stare at a blank page for hours and nothing comes to mind. Or you can do a sketch, but you realize that it's just a copy of somebody else's work. It's nothing original. 
She's like, you have to <coughs> allow yourself to um, feel things and to take breaks and to reacquaint yourself with nature and, and to, uh, to take that time away that you need to reheal your spirit. You can't just use your spirit constantly and then never give it time to replenish. Um, and it's a really sweet little moment between the two of them. And uh, and it really becomes like she has that like sister connection with her, an older sister connection. Um, and yeah, Kiki learns a lot from that conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the next morning, um, she goes back home. Um, and when she's back... Uh, uh, Osuna-san says, you have a delivery. And Kiki's like, well, I can't do any deliveries. I don't have um, any magic spirit yet. You know, I'm, I'm still recovering. And uh, and she's like, oh, it was the old lady from before. Um, you, like, she's, like, persistent. You have to go. And she's like, okay, fine. And so she goes. And then when she gets there, uh, the, she goes there and, and the old lady's like, oh, you know, I'm feeling pretty worn out today. So, um, I'm sorry I can't get up to greet you, um, but uh, the delivery is in that box over there. Would you mind opening the box? And when she opens, it's a cake for Kiki, and it's so cute. It is, and this is what about made me cry, because seeing Kiki's reaction to it and how like she almost mm-hmm. cried, uh, it just uh, mm-hmm. got me. It was so adorable, so mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, it's so good. Yes, it is. Really, really good. Really, really cute. And um, yeah, so basically the old lady is just, she's real smooth about it as well. She's like, so um, I want you to deliver this to this girl named Kiki. And while you're there, I want you to find out what her birthday is so that I can make her another one on her birthday. And Kiki's like, almost cries and then looks back at her and she's like, um, I'll do that. And I, I'm sure Kiki will want to know when your birthday is as well so that she can get you a present. And it's so cute. Um, no, it is. But while they're interacting, the housekeeper, who is also one of my favorite characters, like spoken about her before, she's amazing. Um, who's obsessed with like flying and stuff. Everyone seems to love flying in this film. Um, and uh, uh, but yeah, she's she's watching the TV, and it's news coverage on this blimp that is supposed to refly today. It's supposed to take off again uh, because it's been repaired. And um, it's ready for release. Um, and as they're watching the news coverage, um, things start to go wrong. I can't remember what happened with it, but something happened with the helium that's inside the balloon. Um, I always thought that... And I think the summer winds kicked yeah. in too, to where it's just like the typhoon-type mm-hmm. winds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always thought the blimps were filled with hydrogen, but they filled this one with helium. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe a different part of history that I'm not aware of. Um, but yeah, uh, so they're, um, uh, they, they're watching the news coverage and as they're watching it, the blimp is flying everywhere and it's getting blown away and they're all trying to like hold it, hold it down because there are people inside the blimp and, um, and as they're like holding it, it's still flying away. The winds are too strong, um, and there are malfunctions happening and it's like losing control. Um, and they're holding onto this rope that's attaching it to the ground, which is attached to a car. And um, and even still, with all of those people holding onto the rope, even though it's attached to the car, um, the winds are too strong, it takes off. And not only does it take off with the rope attached and the car attached, um, Tombo is also holding onto the rope because, of course, he was obsessed with flying and excited about it. And was there at the launch. And he is the last one remaining on that rope. 
and they are now in the sky. And when Kiki sees this, she runs out the door, runs down the street, runs into town, um, tries to find out any information that she can, and um, and as she's running, she sees an old man who is holding a brush broom, um, and she's like, "Would you would you mind if I borrow your broom?" And uh, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, I guess." Um, and then she gets on it, and she practically goes super saiyan with how hard she tries. And this, the tail feathers like poof out of the bottom of the broom. Her hair goes poof. Um, the winds uh, around her start swirling, and she manages to take off. But she doesn't do it gracefully. No, there is no grace to that whatsoever. <laughs> no. Um, and she flies over to towards the blimp. She's getting there, and she's crashing and banging all over the place to get there. She's not doing very well because not only is her magical uh, spirit not where it needs to be but also she's not on a broom that was designed for flying she's on a just some random dude's broom um and uh and so when she uh, and this the blimp is like crashing into different things it's crashing into buildings and then it crashes into the clock tower and the car drops from underneath it and it's just him hanging onto a rope now because he was like standing on the car holding the rope standing on the car so he had like some kind of foothold but now he doesn't and his hands are slipping and it's crashed into the clock tower. The top of the clock tower has been knocked off. It's crashed into this other building. It's a huge fiasco. People are screaming in the streets. Like, it's it's like a, a big deal, a big event. Um, and, uh, and she flies over towards him. Everyone's, like, pointing and, like, looking and watching her as she's flying. Um, and uh, she manages to um, get towards him. And as she's getting towards him, the winds are still really strong. And she's not able to get close enough to him. He's swinging with the rope. She doesn't have control over this broom. She can't get his hand. And he falls. And she nosedives down, flies down to get him, grabs his hand, saves him in the last second. It is a goal in the 93rd minute kind of scenario. It Could you tell him English then? <laughs> that was a football thing. No. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, 90 minutes, three minutes would be injury time if there's like three minutes, of, although they don't call it injury time anymore. But yeah, it's a 90 minute game, 45 minutes in the first half, 45 minutes in the second half. Um, and then they have like injury time for like any time that the referee stops um, playing uh, during football. Um, they calculate that time up. And then at the end of the 45 minutes, they add that time onto the end. So if there was ever an injury or like a booking or any kind of like thing that happened with the pitch where it needed to be stopped for a moment, um, then uh, they add that time onto the end. So like a 93rd minute means that it's three minutes overtime. Um, yeah, so 93rd minute goal is like what you dream of um, in Legends. <laughs> Soccer with blue. Yeah. Um, uh, it's that kind of that kind of situation. And then the guys come running over with a trampoline so that if he falls, he would fall into that for, like, afterwards. And then they're getting interviewed and she just looks, like, bleary-eyed and blinky the whole time, but he is having the best time being interviewed. Um, <laughs> did you see that in the background? Him, like, getting interviewed as well? He's, oh, yeah. That was that was my broom. That yeah. was my broom. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, but yeah, she's, um, uh, she ends up saving him and that's kind of the end of the film um, she goes back 
and um, and she's still at the the end of the film. She still can't really talk to Gigi. Like Gigi still meows at her and doesn't have a conversation with her. But he's also had kittens with um, with the other cat, and it's very cute. Um, it's an adorable little end, but it makes you wonder what is going to happen next with her um, if she gets her magic powers back to the point where she can communicate with Gigi again. Because it does kind of leave you, it leaves you on a very, very happy ending. It wraps things up nicely, but there is definitely room for your imagination to go wild with the end of this movie. Well, you see, I kind of saw it as, like, Gigi was conforming to the other cat. Because he started meowing before she actually lost her powers. Yeah, because the the other... So, I always kind of looked at Mm -hmm. it as, like, he was just, like, conforming to, I guess, be with her. Because at the beginning, the cat was being very snooty with him. But the more time they spent together, the more she kind of opened up. So I don't know if it's just because he conformed yeah. and just slowly Became a cat rather than a familiar. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. Yeah. So my question is, after us discussing the entire plotline of this film, uh, what do you think happens next with Kiki? I'd say she goes back home, like talks to her family about everything. And then I'd say she goes back and just continues running her delivery mm-hmm. service because she's always talked about how, like, I don't necessarily have any special yeah. abilities for her to work on. But she does, like, she starts her own business and loves it and enjoys it. So I'd just say she probably continues mm-hmm. on with that. Yeah. But I don't know. It really makes me want to get my hands on the, uh, like, children's book. And see if there's anything past that. Yeah, see if it was a series. So, I don't know, but I'm curious. I'm curious to see if there is more or if we're just left with that. Because even if it is left at that, I'm happy. Me too. Like, that film was amazing. Like, I I have nothing negative to say about it. I think everything was played very well mm-hmm. together. Like, there was no... Like, I didn't have any faults with the film no. whatsoever. No, no, genuinely my, me either. Like, it, it it, was so good. It's just good. It's a film where nothing much happens. Like, the plot line you'll notice, like, it, it didn't take us too long to go through it. Nothing is, is crazy intense that happens through it. There's no, like, the, it doesn't um, lay out the same way that most movies do. You know, you have a short beginning, a large middle that goes through up to a peak, and then a short end. And that's kind of like your plot line for for a movie. It's like a, a little flat line, large increase, a little tiny dip, whereas things wrap up, and then another flat line. And that's kind of like your like a heart monitor kind of like thing. But with this film, it's not laid out like that. It's it's just about little tiny stories, and then the last story being the biggest or like most intense, but it's also not like a fan like it's not like the vast majority of the film it still takes up about the same amount of time i'd imagine as the first story with Gigi the cat being in the forest and 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 the in the household pretending to be the other cat with the with the toy cat in the forest you know and then the second one with mm-hmm. the granddaughter and the and the the pie like it feels like they're all about the same length of time they're just little stories it's very slice of life it's very like it's not it's not arced the same way that most movies are, and it's such a good um just sweet little glimpse. It's just a glimpse into Kiki's life. It's you don't get you don't get a lot you don't get any backstory, you don't get any future. It's just though that summer. That's all you get. Yeah. I mean even the like extra bit at the end, like during mm-hmm. the credits, because you don't hear anything further. 
past the credits, you don't know like what happens with her relationship with mm-hmm. Tomba Although or anything Ot- like Otto that. Although Otto-san at the very end goes into labor and has the baby. I did mention didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like it all takes place just within that year. So it's like Blue said, there is no there is no, no. past. Like the beginning does world building yeah. for you, but that's mm-hmm. essentially it. Everything else you literally have to piece mm-hmm. together yourself, although it's not that hard. Yeah. And then there's no future. So it only takes place over two months, maybe? Maybe if you include the credits, I would say it probably takes place closer to like a full year, give or take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. either way, like, there's not... It's like, it's not a significant amount of time. No. So my question is, what do you rate it? Oh, 10 out of 10. Agreed. So good. Agreed. Like, I feel like, and this isn't just me speaking with it being a Ghibli film, like, I can't fault it on anything. Like, no, there's not one there's, thing I would change about it. No, not like, one thing. there's nothing wrong. And for there to be, like, the typical storytelling trope of, you know, good guy, bad guy, and all that other stuff, like, there's none of that. It's just no. an amazing, wholesome story with, like, really yeah. good character development. And I can't fault it. 10 out of 10, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the, the cinematography, the music, the writing, the, the visuals, the voice acting... I watched it in Japanese. What, did you watch it in English? I watched it dubbed. Um, mm-hmm. There was, I could be mistaken, like some of the dubbing. I don't Which know. dub did you watch? Because I heard that there was two. There was one that was done in the 90s. And then there was one that was done in like uh, in, in the 2000s that like somebody else did. I think Disney, Disney did, I think? did the second one. I'm not sure which one I watched. It's whichever one was available for purchase on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, like, I... Probably Disney then. I would assume so. The dubbing was really good. There were some things that I feel like might have came across as odd that just might have been translation. But I, like, I can't even fault that. Like, it was phenomenal. Like, because mm-hmm. typically for this, like, if I have an opportunity to watch the dub, I'm going to just to have a little bit of contrast for us to kind of have another talking point. But I, I, I can't fault it. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I was having a chat with somebody else who had watched the movie um, earlier today, and they were saying that they watched the dub as well and that they had heard the dub is very, very highly rated. So I'm not surprised to hear you say that the dub was good. Um, I'm very interested to know what the original dub was like because I heard that was not good. Um, But that was also just because most dubbing from in the 90s was just not good in general. Um... So yeah, I'm curious about that. But yeah, I watched I watched the Japanese version, and um, the voice acting was phenomenal throughout the whole thing. Mm. Well, I think I think that about wraps it up. We spent yeah. more time shooting the shit than we did talking about the topic for once. <laughs> <laughs> for once, yeah. No, honestly, uh, it's just you can't. It's just a peaceful movie. It's a movie that you watch if you've had a bad day. And you just need a minute. You just need a minute. This is the movie that you watch. It's not one, like, you know, the past couple of times I've said that it's been because the, it's funny. You know, like, um, Daily Lives of High School Boys or Tanaka Kun or whatever. You watch them because they're funny and you need to lighten your mood. This is not one like that. This is something that you watch when you just, you need a breath. You need a minute. You need something that's going to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. There's nothing bad about this. There's nothing that's going to have you on your edge of your seat. You know how things are going to turn out, even when, like, he's hanging on from the blimp for dear life. Like, you know that it's going to be fine. It's peaceful music. 
It's beautiful scenery. Oh my god, the cottage in the beginning, her family home cottage. Mm-hmm. House goals. Oh yeah, agree. I want to live there. That's <laughs> it. That's like from my childhood. That is from the country in England. That's where my brain went immediately. I was like that. I know that house. Like there was a little old lady who lived in a house that looked exactly like that next to my school with the ivy growing up the walls and the thatched roof. Like it was. I was like that. I know the old lady who lives in there. So I have a challenge for you then. Mm-hmm. Simstream. Oh, geez. I would like to see yeah. you build it because I feel like yeah. that would be a really good crossover type thing. Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to see it. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I'll have to give that a shot. I do Disney builds, so it's not it's not far off. I mean, Disney um, does have the licensing for the. Uh, that's true. So hey, Kiki is officially a Disney princess. You're welcome. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, She's probably not, she she won't classify as a Disney princess, but she will definitely classify in with, like, Alice from Alice in Wonderland and people like that. Which I think she fits better. She's not with Cinderella's crowd. She's much more with Alice's crowd. Oh, agree. Agree. 100%. Yeah. And, yeah, this is one of those films to where, like, you can, I can recommend it to literally anyone. Old, young, like, doesn't matter what's going on in your life, where you're from, anything. Like, this is... Everyone needs to watch this film. Just watch it, like... Yeah. Get a VPN, set it somewhere else if you have to, buy it. Like, just go watch it. Like, it's so good. And I realize that we is... say that for everything that we've covered so far, but it's, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's not enough good that can be said yeah. about this film whatsoever. Well, I, I will say that the the reviews of this film, when I was looking up the reviews for it, everyone was saying... This is my fourth time watching it. This is my fifth time watching it. This is my third time watching it. This is the second time I've watched it. I can't believe I didn't watch it more frequently than this. Um, how have I never seen this before? This is the, the first time I've watched it. I'm going to be watching it five times this evening. Like, it's... The rewatchability of this is not just up there. It's impossible not to want to watch it again. Like, I don't understand how... You, like, I genuinely finished the film and nearly just hit replay. Yeah, like, I wanted to sit back and rewatch it today just to, like, for one, like, replant it in my memory. But two, like, it's it's just that good. Like, if mm-hmm. I ever have children of my own, like, they will watch this film. If mm-hmm. I ever get a girlfriend again, like, I will make her watch this film. Mm-hmm. I will make everyone watch this film. It's just, it's that good. Like, I made Walker yeah. and Bree sit through it, although they absolutely adored it, too. Like, there's... yeah. Like, there's yeah. nothing Yeah, like, I'm going to go get my this. mom to watch it. My mom's going to love it. Like, I'm like, mom, go watch this. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, just, just go watch it, please. Mm-hmm. Like, it's wonderful. Hands down, 10 out of 10. Would watch again. Will watch again, rather. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah, it will do. And we will let you know when we rewatch it. Because uh, unlike today, we normally go through, we normally ask what we've been reading and watching recently, but we didn't today. Uh, so you'll just have to find out next week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, um, dun, dun. But yeah, uh, when we rewatch it, we'll definitely let you know on the podcast um, that we rewatched it. And maybe we'll tell you guys um, the second time around review, uh, just do a quick like out of 10 score. Because sometimes watching it a second time around can change your opinion, and I think it's going to increase our opinion. I feel like next time we watch it, we're going to rate it like an 11 out of 10 off the scales, because it's one of those kinds of things. It gets better with time, better with age. It's like a fine wine. Agreed, agreed. And I mean, like, this is my first time watching it with a film having been out 31 years, and it's, like, I, again, I can't fault it. 
Like, it's absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. And for it to still Mm -hmm. hold up in my eyes with films like Your Name and shows like Your Lie in April, which I both rate, I rate both of those 10 out of 10s. Like, that's Mm -hmm. saying something. Like, for it to have hold up and been around that long. So, go watch it. (laughs) Yeah, genuinely go watch it. Um, It's fantastic. It's it's just amazing. I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, and go watch it. Like out of everything that I've recommended so far, this it doesn't take time. Go watch it. Like yeah, right like now. It, it it's an hour and forty four minutes, and it doesn't feel like an hour yeah. and forty four minutes. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not a chore to watch no. it. It's not like it'll be over, and you're just gonna sit there and be like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like let's rewatch it. I didn't eat for so late today. Like the first time I ate today was so late. It was like afternoon because I was just watching it and I forgot that food needed to be a thing. <laughs> I'm surprised uh, s- Stomach Chan hasn't made a appearance this episode. Oh, I did eat like a fair amount be- with for dinner. I stuffed my face for, uh, we had a, um, what do you call it? When you, it's like an omelette, but you do it in a pan, you stick it in the oven. Um, it's a frittata, had one of them. Ooh, sounds delicious. Sounds like you had a better dinner mm. than I had because, you know, I can't I can't cook today to save my life. Can't cook today. I didn't cook today. My dad did. Ooh, Dachan. Dachan. Gotta live gotta love living in your family home. You get fed. Otosan. Otosan. Okasan, Otosan. Anyways, that is where we are going to wrap things up um, today for today's podcast. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, Brad will now inform you of all of the links to things because that's his job. Yes, <laughs> I've been voluntold that this is now my job. So yes. you can find Blue on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM. You can find her on it Twitch me. at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender. You can find it me... me on Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming. You can find the podcast Instagram and Twitter at BNB Anime. You can find the podcast website at My Brain Died. Oh, it's literally www.bnbanime.podbean.com yes, is no longer necessary, although it will all get you to the same site. That's why my brain yeah, died because works. I realized I don't need the Podbean anymore. So it's like I no, I, I had to delete it. a file from there just out of my brain, just gone forever. <laughs> yes. Um and Brad also forgot to mention that he does stream on occasion. Um his uh, stream schedule is um a little bit more flexible than it used to be nowadays because of moving back home, having a social life. Who has one of those, right? Right. Um, However, if you want to be kept up to date with my streaming schedule, you can find it on my Discord. The links will be on the website, so you can join it there. You can also join Blue's Discord on the website as well, to where you can get her streaming schedule, what she's playing. Mine is very flexible, although if I'm going to stream that day, typically I will let you know beforehand and kind of give you an idea of what I'm going to stream. I'm probably going to be doing a lot of Sims in the coming future because I bought a lot of packs. And yeah. also, I kind of want to see what Senpai High looks like on my PC oh, yeah. with my own eyes. Yeah, yeah. I need to re-upload it for you to download and finish um, because it's still not finished. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can also just go ahead and drop him a follow on Twitch um, at Broadcast Gaming as well. And <laughs> I, I think that's all of the – I think that's everything we have to plug. 
So I think that is everything we have to plug, except for the fact that next week we are going to be doing the first sports anime of the podcast. Can you tell I'm excited? I am so excited. Sports animes, favorite genre of animes, freaking love them. They are what got me into anime anime other than watching, I was forced to watch Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood by the twins, but then the first animes that I um, explored on my own were sports animes. Um, I have spent the vast majority of the months of my life on anime has been spent on sports anime. Um, I've watched every single episode of Major, I've watched every single episode of Prince of Tennis, I've watched every single episode of Shield 21, every long anime series that you can think of I've seen every episode of, every short one I've probably seen every episode of. Genuinely it's my favourite. So when I said I was going to do a sports anime next week, I sent Brad a list of different types of sports. I was like, we can do rugby, we can do football, we can do American football, you got many options for tennis and baseball, we got basketball, we got some old school basketball, we got some on new school basketball. You got uh, freaking diving, swimming, ice skating, anything that you can think of sports wise, rugby, there has been an anime of. And I was like, what do you want? What sport do you want? And he picked diving. So, shock horror, you're never going to guess the title of this anime. Next week, we are going to be reviewing. Dun, 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 dive. See, I was, I was really hoping that you were going to let me say what I was what we were going to be covering because I was literally going to go straight for left field and be like jet ski girls jet ski girls <laughs> because we still haven't found it no no I definitely need to watch it I can't I can't believe it was like yeah that when was it released like, autumn or the uh, yeah, spring or? I think it was I think it was last year like towards yeah, autumn, the middle to end of last year and blue yeah. and I like randomly discovered it we're like we gotta watch it but we can't gotta find it, it anywhere no, like, I, I think will it's find on it. High Dive, but I, find I, it. I will watch it. Yeah, because so I was just gonna go completely into left field. But... I've seen I've seen some left field sports animes. Okay, there is one in particular about butts that if you know about, you know about, and if you don't know about, you don't know about, and you need to know about because it's hilarious <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's just all plot, um, not not the serious kind. <laughs> Um, but is it all plot serious? <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't we give one of my friends a really hard time about plot? Like I think it was Toka, yeah, Toka, because he was in my stream chat, and you're like, yeah. no, you need to watch this anime because thighs and plot. <laughs> yep. Yep, and uh, so all uh, plot is serious. Let's get it right. I think I think I recommended him that very anime that I'm talking about right now. Was it at that moment? Because <laughs> um, it's plot. Um, but yeah, uh, I've seen every sports anime you can think of. I pride myself on covering all of the sports animes. Have you seen the badminton one? I've seen all of them. All of them. All of them. Uh, no, I, I definitely haven't seen all of them, but I do pride myself on the fact that I I have watched a vast majority of sports animes, including the old school ones. Um, and I very, very much enjoy sports animes. I think they're fantastic. I was debating on whether or not we would cover something really big like um, Haikyuu, um, which has a massive following and is very highly rated and I very much enjoyed. But there are so many seasons of Haikyuu, I feel like we need to do a Haikyuu special and maybe go through and do one or two uh, really in de- like detailed, two or three maybe, podcasts on Haikyuu because there's like, what, four seasons now. 
Yeah, so I was going to say, with something like that or, like, My Hero Academia, like, we could dedicate, like, maybe a month to. Yeah, and do, do a special like, one. Yeah, like, do an episode on a season or something like yeah. that. Or even Food Wars, because Food Wars with being we in the season five now, which I yeah. think we need to cover Food Wars anyway, because as much yeah. as we talk about it and love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like we ought to break it up a little bit, though, because people might get a little blah. We'll see. Let us know. Should we do it all in one go, where we have, like, a month long of, like, Haikyuu months, where we release a podcast on Haikyuu every single week for that month? Or do you think that we should do Haikyuu part one, cover or Haikyuu season one, cover Haikyuu season one, go away, do some other kinds of podcasts on different things, then come back and do Haikyuu season two later? Let us know. Uh, you can hit us up on social media um, in the DMs or email us um, at bnbanime.gmail.com. I know how to say emails. Um, or you can hit us up on the website um, as well. Let us know what you think, whether or not we should do it all in one bulk or if we should break it up. Uh, because we are definitely going to get through all of the seasons, but it might take a little while to do so. Um, but yeah, so next week is Dive, and I'm super, super stoked for it. it. I rated it very highly the first time I watched it, and I remember bits and pieces, but I don't remember all of it. Um, but I watched it very shortly after I watched Free for the first time. Um and I remember them being similar, but quite uniquely different as well in certain areas. But either way, I'm stoked for you to watch it, Brad, um, and for me to like properly shove you into the world of specifically sports animes. Um, yeah, because it's a good time. Yeah, because the only sports animes I've legitimately sat down to watch have been Haikyuu. I've got through a few episodes of the first season, but I haven't made it any further than that. And then whatever that badminton anime was, because I didn't think... Badminton could go in-depth and hard, but it went hard. It went hard. Yeah, I genuinely... There's there's a few that you'd really enjoy. I think you would enjoy All Out, which is based on rugby. I think you'd enjoy... Um, uh, I really think you'd enjoy Prince of Tennis because it is that same era as, like, Dragon Ball and that kind of stuff um, where it's it's insane. And for the same reason, I think you'd enjoy Ice Shield 21 uh, because they're not sports anymore. They are no longer sports. Um... Kuroko no Basuke is also a basketball one. It's kind of about magic powers, I guess. Like, it's it's not just straight basketball. Um, but yeah, there's so many good good sports animes. And uh, yeah, this is... Uh, I gave him a sport, he chose diving, and so here we are. That was literally just what my eyes, like, went to first out of the whole list. But there are there are plenty of things. Oh, yeah. There's even one on I archery like that I really cover. want you to watch that's fairly recent, fairly modern. It's super good. Ooh, I'm also down for archery one, so we'll have to cover that at some point in the future, too. Yes, yeah. But anyway, we're going to stop rambling and bid you adieu. Yes, so thank you all so much for watching. We greatly appreciate it. And we will catch y'all next week for Dive. But until then, bye-bye. I got got eager. Bye! (laughs)